0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 8
1: a.m. on a Friday. There you go. Playing some Brighton Sopranit tunes on the open. You can hear that open each and every Sunday from 8 to 10. A little weekend programming for you. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3. The fan, I'm bringing Sopreda filling in for Bed and Woods. Nothing crazy, they're both sick today. Needed a veteran off the bench, they needed a bullpen piece. I was ready to go, ready to start the day, ready to get you going for Padres baseball. As position players are reporting today for the San Diego Padres. It's good. It's another check off the box. We're getting closer to Padres baseball. We're getting close to that March 20th day of opening day, which will be in Korea, as we get ready for Padres baseball. What's your excitement level, Padres fans? We talked about that to start the show at 6 in the morning. Now, I know it's, it's early in the morning, a little draggy in the morning, not really excited, even though it's a three-day weekend. But what is your excitement level for the Padres season? As this show is starting to progress, I'm starting to get more excited. We've talked to some Padres baseball off the, off the air with myself and Adam Klug, and we're talking about different spots you got to fill and everything like that. And the young guys are going to have to be a big factor for the Padres. But as I mentioned in the first opening segment, and I was talking to Adam about this, and he's the one that told me the story, so I don't want to take full credit for it. But Doug Gottlieb used to say to his wife, Or just say in general. You can't judge something until it's complete. And he talked about his time when they remodeled one of the rooms in their house. And they started to paint the room and his wife hated what it looked like. And Doug went out and said, it's not done yet. Like, just wait. It's not done yet. Can't be judging something until it's done. Let's see what the Padres put together. They're still painting their room, right? They're still painting their their roster room of 2024. It's not done yet. I don't even know if it's a third done yet or a quarter done yet. But it ain't done yet. you got to wait for that thing to be finished before you can get excited about your brand new living room you got. Your new outdoor patio that you're remodeling. It's not going to look very good when it's incomplete. Do you ever see, we watched the show, it, it used to be on Adam Carolla, it was to catch a contractor, where like contractors would go in and remodel houses, right, and then they would disappear, and people are left with this decrepit looking house in certain rooms of remodels, you know, hunt them down, I mean, it'd be like on an HGTV show, where you go in, and like the before and the after, but the after is still the incomplete room that they're working on. Are you going to like that room? Are you going to be excited for it? Absolutely not. It's not finished yet. Looks terrible. You got a hole in the drywall. Concrete slab is your floor. You don't have no flooring. It's not going to look good. and can't be excited for that. Get away for the Padres to finish that room before I can ultimately tell you my excitement level. But as of right now, as things are constructed, if they played tomorrow, it's like a five. We had Andrew from San Diego call in. He said it was a four. I think some people are excited. Charisma said, my level of excitement will just grow as things begin, like members got their access to FanFest tickets, waiting for when we can start exchanging our games, so making those plans and having things to do. We flashed that on the YouTube screen. It's true. James Mullins goes excitement level for Padres is a six. Excitement level for baseball in general is a fifteen. I think the more, the closer you start getting to baseball season, the more excited you start getting for the season. It's tough to get excited on the first day where players report. You know, it's it's kind of like those boxes that you check first day of pitchers and catchers. Oh, great, baseball's around the corner. And then the position players show up, and so now you're seeing highlights of them taking batting practice and doing inner squats. And then they play their first spring training game, which will be next week against the Los Angeles Dodgers. It'll be another checkmark. Oh, sweet. And then the first game that we air on TV and radio is going to be great because you get to watch it and see it and listen to it. do you think we're doing the first game anyway. So I guess that checks the same box of excitement. And then after that, it's kind of like a couple of weeks of, all right, we're still doing this. Still doing the spring training thing. Opening day feels like it's tomorrow. It's not. Still, we still have another three more weeks. At least with the Padres, they get to start earlier than everybody else. But March 20th, will be here before you know it. My 29th birthday will be opening day for the San Diego Padres in Korea. haven't decided if I'm going to wake up at 2 in the morning to watch that or not. And watch the tape delay after the fact. We know Adam Klug will be up to why? 'Cause as the program director, he's got to make sure the broadcast runs smoothly. So I know you're gonna be up at, at three in the morning, making sure everything's run smoothly. I know you're gonna be here in the office, got your coffee, you and Sam, Frank but Marchese. Live, live programming, live Padres pregame at two oh five AM. Hey, how about that? You wanna talk about local all day. Our program director is going two in the morning all the way through. With local programming, how about that?
2: and you know you're gonna be up watching in real time, watching on TV listening on the radio interacting on on Twitter with everybody else, and I've... everybody who says they're not that excited about baseball is lying through their teeth because if there were a game tomorrow, everyone would be at a ten
1: probably not as excited as I was last year at this time, but last year was different you gotta wake I you gotta wait well here's the thing like it is my Birthday on that day, so my buddies are like, "Let's just go out." And then, like, when we come home, we'll watch the game. Oh my god!
2: The old don't go to
1: sleep move. I don't like that move. I hate that move. I've never pulled that move off. I don't really want to pull that move off. I need my. If I don't sleep, I get sick quick. Which it's amazing I'm still functioning right now. I know. I know. I mean, what are you gonna do, Adam? You gonna go to sleep early and then wake up? Yeah, and or are you can't, gonna just pull an too much away?
2: But we've got some things up our sleeves that we're talking ah. about. Ah, could be special going
1: on around here. All right, so that, that that means I definitely have to be awake, and I'm definitely gonna be up in the morning. <laughs> Comes to the job, you know what? Somebody's got to do it. I'm here to help out as much as I can. So we'll see what happens with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't need the twentieth off from that show. That's going to be fun. It's going to be a long, long day, all day, every day. Can't wait for the early morning game. Two in a row, as well. I can't. I can't do the stay up all night thing. That happened last year, actually, in the fall. So I coach football at Cathedral. I know a lot of you that listen to Andy Nelson show understand that and have been following me for the last couple of years know that I coach football at at, at Cathedral Catholic. My alma mater, where I played football, and now I get to coach football there for my head coach when I was in high school, and a lot of the coaching staff's head coach, Sean Doyle. I get to coach with my dad, too. Who's coming back? It's going to be fun. Looking forward to the season. But last year, for some reason, we had to play like three games out of town. Two of them involved a plane trip. Two of them I had to take work off. And one of them, on the plane trips, we played in San Francisco. They'd be up early. JV team went, too. I also coached the JV team. Had to be up at like 4 in the morning, fly up to San Francisco, do the whole day, play the JV game, play the varsity game, get back to the hotel. It's like 1 in the morning. I was trying to get back to the hotel. And then I (laughs) I got the bad news that I was on the first flight out the next morning. There wasn't enough on the plane that we had, and so the JV staff had to fly, and the plane left at, like, 5 a.m. from San Francisco, which means I had to be up at, like, 4-something. I, I had to be there at 4-something. I had to be up at, like, 3, so I had, like, two hours of sleep. I could have just stayed up like some of the JV coaches or go to go to sleep. I decided to take a nap, got to the airport, flew out. It seemed miserable at the time, but it was good being home by 9 in the morning while everybody else is getting back at like noon. You know Slamarena? I do know Slamarena, Ray. I played with his younger brother, Christian Camarena. Daniel's a good friend. Good friend. With me and my buddies. I was excited to see that, that Slamarena. I called one of my friends that was sitting with Daniel's family. He was losing his mind on that home run. Yeah, we didn't bust to that. That was a uh, That was a... That was a that was a plane trip. So that's me on the the sleeping as opposed to staying up late. I will probably take a nap of some kind. Speaking of that trip to Korea, we got a couple of nuggets on that we're gonna get to in a second. But I do want to pick up where I left off on the young players in the outfield. Young players in the outfield. And it's gonna be interesting to see. What the Padres do with that young crop of players. A lot of them not playing a lot of games in double A. And I'm not one of, you don't have to play triple A baseball to play in the major leagues. You don't have to do that. And a lot of guys, especially with the skewed numbers in the PCL, especially for offensive players and position players, you don't have to it's it's skewed numbers. But you do need to have players with experience and they got to be ready. And I don't necessarily know if some of these guys are ready yet, but when talking about the young players and trying to get them ready, there's a lot of things that go into them being comfortable at the major league level earlier this week, Joe Musgrove talked to the media about what they're trying to do to make it a comfortable spot for the young players to be able to adjust and help the ball club out as soon as possible.
3: Well, I think our our little off-season camp that we do every year in in January is a big part of that, you know, bringing these these new guys in and some of these young guys and giving them a week prior to spring training to to meet the staff, to meet some of the other players to, you know, see what the expectation is, how we do things here, meet some of the behind the scenes guys with the analytics and just kind of kickstart things and give these guys a week to kind of adjust to some of the people and you know, get their feet underneath them before they get here, but You know, we talked about it a lot this offseason, myself, Manny, uh, Toddy, Darvish, all these guys that are, you know, under contract going to be here for a while that, you know, we have a lot of young guys now, and we're going to need these guys to produce, and I think for them to be the best player that they can be, they have to be comfortable. they got to be able to, to play with that swagger and with a little bit of attitude and personality, and I think a lot of that comes from the veterans on the team creating that atmosphere, you know, these they got to understand that we're here to win games. You know, we're not here to make them feel like rookies. We're not here to belittle them or make them feel like they're anything less our you know, we're here to win. So having said that there are, you know, there is a pecking order and there are some unwritten rules that you try to follow. And it's really just respect, you know, respect the guys around you, respect the guys that have more time than you in the game, yeah. but be yourself, you know, play the game the way you, the way that you play it, play with some passion, with some fire. And, uh, You know, if your mind's in the right place with everything you do, you know, we everyone in that clubhouse is going to have your back. So just bringing them in and trying to get them to understand that, hey, we're not here to embarrass you guys or belittle you or make you feel like a rookie. We want you to be impact players on this team, and we need you to be at your best and, and play with some, you know, some freedom out there.
1: That was Joe Musgrove talking with Gwen and Chris yesterday, joining the show. I've loved everything that Joe Musgrove has said during this last couple of days. And I've loved what the mentality of the Padres have been the last couple of days at spring training. It's been what they've been needing for a long time. And I know Joe Musgrove listens to 97 through the fan all day, every day. He said it on Gwen and Chris. He said it with us in the past, got promos of it. He's a San Diego kid through and through, loves sports. And we've been talking about that on air for a while now. What is the identity of the Padres? What's doing things the Padres way? I've spent hours talking about that on air. And the mentality right now for the Padres is embracing that. I'm not going to take credit for it. I mean, every successful team does these things. The Dodgers do it. The Braves do it. The Cardinals do it. That's why you hear the Cardinal way all the time. And that's a big, I'm going to be honest with you, I think it's a big reason why Mike Schilt has had success and why this is such a great hire. That is a guy that has done things the Cardinals way. He was doing things the Cardinals way through the Cardinals organization. Spent a lot of times with St. Louis, right? A lot of years before he had a disagreement with the general manager and the president. And all of a sudden he was ousted after a good year that year, too. Something to be said about that. We've talked about that a lot. I mean, you have all these players from all these different teams that were not homegrown that have done things in different organizations and try to be like, we did these things like this at the Dodgers. We did things like this with the Orioles, with the Red Sox. Joe Musgrove did it in Houston and then in Pittsburgh. Not necessarily saying that all of those organizations are great for building a culture. But there needs to be that establishment of this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do things and taking charge. For an organization that has never really had an identity. That's been the key phrase a lot from a lot of these players. Identity. Where they obviously talked about it with Mike Schilt as he made his rounds around the world to the players of the San Diego Padres about what the team was going to be like this year. I don't know what was said in those meetings, but based on what everybody is saying, it's the collective unit, and they're all saying the same thing. About having this identity, about doing things the right way, about integrating the young players, about having them feel comfortable, knowing what the expectations are. These are all things the Los Angeles Dodgers do all the time that they don't necessarily get as much credit for because they're always one of those teams that spends a lot of money. But they get the most out of a lot of players because everybody's pulling the rope in the right direction and they have an idea of what they're going to do. And the Padres are starting to do that now. We'll see how it plays out through the season, but I love everything that they're currently saying. I absolutely love it. It's a lot more to playing sports than just showing up and being athletic. It's taking care of the little things. It's knowing what you're expect, what ex- what is expected of you. It's putting in the work. It's understanding the daily routine. It's understanding what it is to be a San Diego Padre. If I ask you that question to anybody or anybody that played for the San Diego Padres, what does it mean to be a San Diego Padre? What do you think their answer would have been? Would well, they have even known? What does it mean to be a San Diego Padre? They've never had the history. They've never had the context of that. What has been the identity of the Padres for so long? It's been nothing. I mean, for a while, they had the worst record in all of Major League Baseball in the history of Major League Baseball. They, they just they, they keep flipping back and forth to the Marlins. What is the identity of the Padres? I said it two years ago. I said your your main core guys, which is what they got. Joe Musgrove is under contract for a long time. Yu Darvish is under contract for a long time. Jake Cronenworth, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Xander Bogarts. This has been. This is the core group of players you are rolling with for the next five, six, seven years. You know, Darvish and Musgrove's contract will end before then. But a lot of the position players, they're in a contract for a long time. It's finally that continuity. Growing up as a Padres fan, people would always ask, like, who's your favorite player? I was born in 1995. I grew up during the early 2000s, right, of Padres baseball. I was in high school in 2010. 2009, 2010, or fall of 2009. So really spring 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. I couldn't tell you who my favorite Padre was. There's was a different roster every year. There wasn't a con- a consistent group. You'd have a couple of guys here and there. You'd have like a Will Venable or Chase Headley. You know, you had Hoffman for a while, but it was the end of his career. The beginning part of my Padres fandom was Tony Gwynn. I used to tell people Tony Gwynn was my favorite player, still to this day. I stopped watching him when I was five, when he retired. I wish I got to see more of Tony Gwynn. He was my favorite player of all time, still is. But I didn't have, there wasn't like a go-to player. I mean, who was the face of the franchise for so long? It was Nobody. They kept changing it all the time. They weren't spending money. It's a different ownership. So it's it's not on the current ownership. <laughs> you got guys like Ramon Hernandez, Khalil Green for a little bit. You guys like Mark Loretta. I love Mark Loretta as a kid. I played middle infield when I was growing up through baseball. Mark Loretta was like my favorite player because that was the position I played. He had Peavy, and then he traded him. He had Adrian Gonzalez, and he traded him. Anybody that they had that was worth their salt. Ended up getting dealt somewhere else. There was no consistency. That's why when you walked around Petco Park up until like the last couple of years when we switched to the brown and gold, you had a thousand jerseys walking around. You could play the game that my buddies and I play. I still we still play it. It's a little bit harder now. Trying to find the most remote San Diego Padres jersey out there. This guys got a Corey Lubke jersey, giveaway jersey. Is that is that an Orlando Hudson jersey? Wow. I can't imagine anybody having an Oscar Salazar jersey, but that's like one. You can see the Matt Kemp jersey still. Justin Upton, Melvin Upton Jr. I don't know how many of those jerseys sold. Is that a Derek Norris jersey that guy's got on? Ramon Vazquez? I mean, think about all the players. Of all the jerseys. You see it around Petco Park. It's all better now because they slipped the jerseys of brown and gold. But you finally have that core group of guys. They can establish at the top what doing things the Padres way is. They can do it. And Joe Musgrove is really taking the reins right now of doing that. And then you implement it in the minor leagues from day one. And so when these new guys come up, not this current crop that's right there, but as those guys come through the ranks, they know what is a, is a expected of them when they get to the big leagues. It's a big, big reason for success. I love what the Padres are saying right now. The players are taking control and building a foundation, which is what they needed to do for the last couple of years, and it seems like Joe Musgrove is really leading the charge right now. We're going to get to more of that later in the show. We do want to mention some of the San Diego State basketball coming up uh, tonight. They do play New Mexico. It's going to be a hell of a game at Viejas Arena. We're going to get to more college basketball when we come back. But first, let's take a look at traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing
3: gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: Eight twenty nine on a Friday morning, Braden Suprenant. Usually on the Braden Suprenant show, live and local each and every Sunday from eight to ten. If you want to have more and some weekend programming, tune into the weekend show, the Braden Suprenant show, as we will keep you updated on local programming throughout the weekend. I'm glad Alex Myers, loving the Braden Sopran show in the morning. I appreciate that, Alex. We're going to get into some other Padres talk in just a little bit. I want to mention spring training is underway. For the latest Padres news, try listening to chapters from the show. Every day, each topic we cover is broken out, so that matters most to you. To get started, download the Odyssey app. I mentioned it before when it came to take on Woods and what the prize was for that. Or, correction, what... uh, yeah, what the prize was for that. We're not doing that today, obviously, because Woods is not here. Also, a regularly scheduled segment on Ben and Woods is Don't Do This. Again, they're not here, so we're not going to do that as well. But when they do, do Don't Do This. <laughs> it is brought to you by the Kraft Taco in Sorrento Valley. Kraft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to thecrafttaco.com and take a look at their happy hour specials today, The Craft thecrafttaco.com. When they do, do, don't Don't do do this. this. Say that five times fast, Adam. What do you think about that? (laughs) I think I'll I'll sit this one out. (laughs) I couldn't do that either. We're going to talk about Aztec basketball in just a second, Tony. Relax. But we are going to, before we do that, we're going to come back and talk about Aztec basketball. Huge game tonight. Absolutely huge game tonight. If you are a sports fan and you do not have tickets to the Aztec game against New Mexico tonight, you are missing out. If there are tickets available, you should go get them. We did give away tickets earlier this week on our shows. Big congratulations to any of you that were lucky enough to do that because this is going to be the biggest game of the year for San Diego State. See, the Giants are giving away Mickey Mouse ears. The host. I did see that, Jacob. That's hilarious. Anyway, let's get to what we wanted to talk about. We talked about the identity of the Padres. I love the, the message coming out of camp right now. Absolutely love it from Joe Musgrove. He, he really seems like he's leading the charge. I'll have to know for sure by, by asking around, but he really thinks he's, he is setting, he is setting the precedent for the Padres moving forward, which I love to see out of a starting pitcher. Him and you, Darvish, have been the leaders of that pitching staff and both of them are coming off of injuries and were asked earlier this week about whether or not they would be able to give it a go in Korea. You Darvish went on to say that he's got a good opportunity and he is expected to play and he wants to go out there and pitch in Korea. Joe Musgrove was asked this on Gwyn and Chris yesterday.
3: Yeah, so we've talked about that already, um with Schilte and Ruben, uh, about how we want to go about it. No decisions have been made yet, but um, you know, that's definitely those are two games that, you know, count towards the record book, so Um, You know we're gonna we expect to be around that five inning mark by then. So me and Darvish would both be ready to go should you know the ball be handed to us in that situation.
1: That's what you want to hear out of those guys, man. They want the ball and they want that. They got that mentality of give me the ball every single day and I'm gonna shove. And you missed that with losing out on Nick Martinez. I think that's going to be a big loss for the Padres. I would have loved to see Nick Martinez back in a Padres uniform. I mean, I I said it before on Andy and Elston. I want a bullpen of nine, eight to nine, eight, nine, whatever it is. I think it's eight now. Nick Martinez is. Because they want the ball, and they want to face your best three batters, and they're going after them. That's what I want. That's what Joe Musgrove is. That's what Yu Darvish is. Love that. And here's the thing with this Padres team that gets my excitement level up a little bit more. They got grinders, dude. They got guys that want it right now. I mean, think about some of the players they have. Right? They got players that are upset from last year. They got players that want to prove themselves, and they got some guys like the guys they got from the Yankees are young and want to make a name for themselves. You got Michael King; he's got two years left to control. He wants to. He wants to prove that he's an ace. Johnny Brito and Vasquez and Drew Thorpe; those are guys that want it. They are hungry. Let's think about those young guys for a second. Again, we've been talking about that for the entire 8 o'clock hour. Those guys want it. They don't have a contract. They're not an established Major League Baseball player. They are trying to get to the show. They want to show everybody that they are Major League Baseball quality players. They want it. They're hungry. That's what you want out of a baseball team. You want that swagger, you want that edge, you gotta have that edge, and you gotta go out there and get after it. And that's what the Diamondbacks did last year. He went after they went after it. They were getting after your ass. That's what the Padres team has right now. They got hungry players that wanna make a name for themselves, that are pissed off from last year, that wanna go out there and attack. And the veterans are saying everything that you want the young guys to be thinking. That's the best part. I mean, the problem with the Padres last year, they had yeah, their contracts, and they're playing, and they're expected to do well. And you know, he got some cool, he got some chill guys on the Padres. Their veteran players are chill guys. Manny's a chill guy. He goes out there and plays baseball. Fernando's a chill guy. He goes out there and plays baseball. But both of those players are saying the same thing Joe's been saying during the week. Last year upset them. They're ready to go out there and compete. Have an identity. Have these conversations. Mike Schilt. That's a guy that wants it. I know it was controversial. So I don't want to bring it up in a lighter way. But does anybody remember... The Mike Schilt post game fire up speech that he gave after the Cardinals won a playoff game. Anybody remember that? Like Randy Rosarena, who was part of the Cardinals as one of those young call up guys, was filming it, and people were like, "Oh, he used like some foul language." I mean, that's if you don't think that's going on in every clubhouse, I got news for you. I mean, that's a topic for it's a different topic for a different day. But Mike Schilt was just like, "Bleep this, bleep that, bleep." Bleep these guys. I mean, he had the Mike Leach speech. That guy has an edge. This team's got grinders right now. More so than they've had in years past. That's what that's what excites me. Joe Musgrove wants the ball. Give me your best three guys. He's getting them out. You Darvish wants the ball. Give me your best three guys. I'm shutting them down. I guarantee you, if you ask Jackson Merrill, we want to put you out there and, and start a game, but you got to go against their best player. He's like, absolutely, sign me up, let's go. Fight at the bat rack. That's the energy this team's been missing. We'll see how spring training plays out. It's all talk until there's action. But I'm liking what I'm seeing, and I'm liking the narrative of the Padre. I like the mindset. I like what Mike Schultz instilling in these guys. I'm getting fired up right now. I'm ready to go play. It's great. Guys with an edge. Bring that edge. That's what San Diego State needs to do tonight against New Mexico. We're going to break that down when we come back. Huge game in college basketball on a Friday night in San Diego. I'm Brayton Soprano filling in for Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, ninety seven three The Fan.
2: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.
1: I don't mind coming here Aztecs big basketball game tonight against New Mexico I'm gonna lay out what to watch for in the game tonight as well as what's on the line for San Diego State and other local college basketball in just this little bit but first what's going on on the roadways here's Kenny, Kelly Kelly Danek with your traffic update I remember your shopping cart how what she said where did she, where did she, where did, they leave the, <laughs> where did they leave the shopping cart? I remember one time when I was, um, when I was growing up, it was a different station, but Kelly was doing the, she was doing the traffic updates for that station and she would say a lot of funny things like, just like that. Like there'd be a lot of deals like that, right? And one of the shows, I can't remember what show it was. It was a sports show. They made like a two to three minute clip of all the wild things Kelly Danik said. And it was the funniest thing ever. It was just like all the random things that have popped up on her traffic updates throughout the year. Just just crazy things. I'm sure she's got great stories about it. But it was like, you know, there's a uh, table and chairs out there on the freeway for no reason or something like
2: that. She's always getting a big laugh and, and taking shots at people for the
1: ladders and the mattresses and oh, all yeah. people's cars. And she loves to call certain people idiots. <laughs> but that's literally what the tape was. It was like two to three minutes of Kelly just being like, oh, you left your ladder on Interstate 5. You know, like, <laughs> oh, man, it was so it was so great. It was so great. It's cool to like, work with Kelly now um, after listening to her do traffic updates for so long uh, as a kid growing up. Let's talk some Aztec basketball. San Diego State in action tonight. We're going to talk about all, all three of the local colleges as well. I do want to mention um, Inside the Green Room with Danny Green is a podcast that takes you beyond the scoreboard. Join three-time NBA champion Danny Green for Insight on on the association that you won't hear anywhere else. Plus, get the behind scenes access to what life is like in the name in the NBA. Follow inside the green room of Danny Green in the Free Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. You can, of course, follow my podcast form of my show. All of today's show will be posted on my podcast platform. So if you missed any of it, it won't be on Ben and Woods, but it will be on the Braden Sopranate show. You can like and subscribe to the Braden Sopranate show. Wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, there's a bunch of other podcast platforms that I didn't even know what they were called until I started seeing them populate, but we are on every single one of them. Braden Soprano show, give us a like, give us a follow. Subscribe to the podcast. It is the version. It is basically everything that we had audio-wise of today's show. You can follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I post a lot of highlights of Andy and Elston and the Brayden Sopranich show, as well as my podcast on Reels on Instagram, but also on TikToks. We had a pretty good TikTok this week of, um, during Ask Us Anything, Craig not knowing what something was and, uh, what it, what it actually was was pretty funny. Um, so you can check all that out on my social media pages as well. Follow us on YouTube. Thanks again for all of you joining us on the YouTube chat this morning. It's been really fun, and I appreciate all of you guys tuning in to the show. So those all are all the places you could tune in to me. Again, I will be on this weekend from 8 to 10 on Sunday morning. That will be my usual time slot on the weekends. And then throughout the week, I'm on with Annie and Elston from 10 to 2. Today I will not be on from 10 to 2. I'm done at 10 in the morning, and I'll pass it on to Craig Elston and Annie Halbrin. But aside from that, those are all the other places you can catch me and my show. Um, so thanks again for tuning in. Let's talk about the Aztecs uh, for a little bit. San Diego State Aztec basketball in action tonight against New Mexico. It's a huge game in the Mountain West Conference standing. San Diego State and New Mexico are both tied for second place at 8-4 and four on the season. They are one game behind Utah State, who won a couple of days ago against Wyoming. San Diego State's next two games are against New Mexico and Utah State. So if the Aztecs want to win the Mountain West Conference outright in the regular season, they need these next two games. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. they got to beat New Mexico tonight, and then they got to go to Logan, Utah on Tuesday and knock off Utah State. A team that they blew out here at Viejas. As the Aztecs try to continue their undefeated streak at Viejas Arena tonight against New Mexico. Again, 7 o'clock tip, Fox Sports 1. San Diego State, as of right now, is a 5 seed in the latest bracketology. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. But a huge game tonight. Last night, San Diego, the Toreros, knocked off Portland 71-66. They're starting to trend in the right direction with Steve Lavin and company. I've been able to f- do all their games this year uh, on ESPN+, Plus, and San Diego has done a great job of turning things around. And it looked a little shaky at the beginning of conference play. They started the season like 0-5 conference play. They've now won six out of the last seven games of the victory over Portland last night, have a good opportunity to potentially get the five-seed, Get the five seed in the West Coast Conference tournament, or correction, the four seed. They're looking for the four seed in the West Coast Conference tournament coming up in Vegas, which would be a double buy for USD. Always see what they can do. Obviously, it's not going to be a tournament year for them unless they win the WCC tournament. But they're trending in the right direction. And Eric Olin and company for UC San Diego hanging right in there in the West, in the Big West Conference. They're one game behind UC Irvine in the standings, and they will play Irvine next Thursday. On February, or next Saturday, on February 24th, they will host UC Irvine. But as of right now, UCSD last night knocked off UC Santa Barbara 61-46 to with the win. UC San Diego, a game back behind Irvine in the Big West standings, trying to track down the Anteaters to win their first Big West conference title in basketball. They're ineligible for the postseason, but they can still win the conference in the regular season. Their baseball team did that last year. And we're going to talk more about their baseball team later on, as well as USD and San Diego States, um, Because today is the first day of college baseball. It's opening day for college baseball uh, throughout the country. So UCSD won yesterday. San Diego won yesterday. Aztecs play tonight. Coming up tomorrow on the weekend, the Tritons... Of UC San Diego will play host to Cal State Fullerton at Lion Tree Arena. That game will tip off at four o'clock Pacific time on ESPN. Plus, Fullerton's four and nine in the Big West. UC San Diego, as I mentioned, ten and three. And then in the West Coast Conference tomorrow night, a huge game at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. For basically, the the game for the four seed Santa Clara at USD. San Diego beat Santa Clara earlier this year. Up in Santa Clara. That was a big upset at the time, and they'll have their work cut out for them tomorrow night at the Jenny Craig Pavilion. That game will start at 7 o'clock. I'll be on the call with Jack Cronin on ESPN+. Plus If you want to tune into that one, but a big game in college basketball tomorrow involving our local teams with a big game, as I mentioned tonight, at Viejas Arena. Well, they'll be taking on the Lobos, trying to get some revenge from their time that they went down to the pit and ended up losing, and revenge for last year where the New Mexico Lobos came into Viejas and beat the Aztecs. Something that you can't see. Can't let that happen again. What is at stake for San Diego State tonight? Aside from trying to win the conference outright, in the Mountain West Conference, they are set up right now, in the latest bracketology from Joe Linardi, in a pretty good spot. They're currently the five seed and projected to get a five seed. I bet you they could probably play their way into a four seed if the Aztecs continue to win, especially if they win the conference outright. But just the general scale, as we get closer to March, and I know a lot of you are really into March Madness. Who's not into March Madness? But that's when a lot of people that are not necessarily diehard college basketball fans, which is fine, to tune into the tune into the tournament. Aztecs project to get a five-seed. As of right now, according to Joe Lenardi, they got them in the Midwest region, which all of this is going to change a thousand times. But a five-seed playing App State. Winner playing Creighton and UNC Wilmington in the Midwest League or Midwest region that rolls through Detroit. If you're the Aztecs, you want to try to play yourself into the West region because it's in Los Angeles. It's a little bit better than going to Detroit. Uh, or if you have your second choice, probably in the South. Mountain West Conference right now in terms of you know teams on the bubble and how many schools you're going to get in, Nevada is considered a last four in, which gives the Mountain West Conference six potential bids to the NCAA tournament. Big 12 leads with nine tied with the SEC. Big 10 has six, and the Mountain West has six. Mountain West tied for third in terms of most teams making the NCAA tournament. Phenomenal. Unbelievable. They're really close to potentially having more teams in the NCAA tournament than the ACC and the Pac 12 combined. What a year the Mountain West Conference has had in basketball, led by San Diego State and New Mexico and Utah State, Colorado State, Boise State, the Vaterino. Unbelievable. Mountain West Conference six potential teams in the NCAA tournament. ACC currently has four, according to Joe Lenardi, but they got some teams on the bubble as well. I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine a time about that, or the Mountain West Conference would have more teams than some of those some of those conferences. Alex Myers, we get six teams in the Mountain West. We better win four. That's a fact. You can't just let San Diego State win all the games. But good spot for San Diego State. Good spot to be in for the Aztecs. Huge game tonight in terms of trying to win the Mountain West Conference. And good luck to all the other San Diego teams as well. we got some big college basketball games coming up this weekend that we are going to dive into a little bit more. With our guest, second guest of the day, Bryce Miller, will be joining us here coming up at the top of the hour. The 9 a.m. hour with Braden Sopranich filling in for Bennett Woods. We're going to have Bryce Miller coming up on the show to talk about the Aztecs and the San Diego Padres opening up camp. We're going to talk some college baseball coming up in the next hour. And Brock Ungrich of the USD Toreros who is currently getting ready for a little morning workout with the Toreros in Austin before they take on the Texas Longhorns for their three-game series to start the college baseball season. He'll be joining us at 9.35 p.m., or a.m. Pacific time. All of that coming up next. Braden Sopranich going into the final hour, filling in for Bennett Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,